Hey, Brenna. Hi, Maureen. Working girls. Working women. Join in. I thought you were going to join. Women in the workplace. What? I don't know what you're referencing. We're... I am. I'm referencing the fact that we're both business women, both business gals. Oh well, yes, we are, we office are business women. gals. Women in the office. We are, which is also my bedroom. Nine to five. Your okay, bedroom. Can you please? I asked you to roll with this bit before we started this. I'm rolling. Okay, sorry. You're, you're not rolling. I don't know. You're it, not rolling. I... This is the opposite of rolling okay. with the bit, actually. Okay, I didn't know which kind of rolling just you wanted to do. Just because you're halfway across the nation now doesn't mean I can't book a flight just to beat you up. That's very true. Let's all take a let's all uh, take a bet. How much money would Brenna spend to beat me up? I'm, How much are I'm plane trying tickets? to highlight like the fact dollars. that I'm very proud of you and your new big girl job. Um, and I was gonna Thank reference. You. I can't remember. It's like some '80s movie where this woman is like walking into the office and she's like wearing sneakers and then she switches into uh heels and she's just like wow that's that's being a career woman i don't know what movie it is i was trying to find it before we started recording but it's too late now you know what i did today what you do i put on some nice black pants and a blouse to uh you know go down and to the office and then i got home and i immediately took off my pants and put on shorts yeah and took off that blouse and put on a short sleeve shirt. That's the businesswoman truth. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the modern day businesswoman, especially when it's like ninety nine degrees out. Yeah. Um, Hello, I'm dying again. It's been a year and I'm still dying. You know who's not dying? Who? Uh, well, Hobbit, because <laughs> guys, <laughs> my life has not stopped. Remember last episode when I was like, hey, life, we got to stop. We got to stop now. This is where we're done, right? And my brain, my, my, the universe looked at me and was like, haha, funny. And just like, was like, and here's another thing. I took Hop. Oh, wait, but you have some good news. Yeah, it's all good news. I took Hop to the emergency. No, no, I just mean, oh, I was just going to put in the fact that your car is better. Yeah, my car got better. There's nothing wrong with my car. So, so there's that. I don't anyways, think that's now like go on. great news. And now no, you've interrupted but I mean, me in the middle of the, I was taking Hobbit to the emergency I've, room. So now our listeners are just like, okay, great. I'm glad your car's better. What? Use your editing prowess to uh, you've, make you've me sound literally... like a competent co-host. No, I'm putting this all in raw. Everyone's going to listen to how badly you mess my flow up. Um... <laughs> That's fair. No, okay. All right, go. Okay, my car got better. Literally, they tried to find out what was wrong with my car. Nothing. Nothing was wrong with my car. I know. The world remains a mystery. They think a gas... Just threw a tantrum. It threw a tantrum and wanted a vacation. And we think a gasket, like, freaked out because it, um... I, I filled my tank all the way. So apparently I can't do that anymore. But it ended up working out because wow. my dad had to move his trailer away from the cabin with, um, like, a lot of his expensive stuff inside, which is great because a tree did fall down where that trailer usually was. It did total our, our camper, but yeah. not his trailer because my car was in it. Hey. Um, but I, so a blessing, really. Yeah, my, my car. Your car's like a, an angel. Yeah, my car's better. Oh, no, it's more like Jesus, because it just, I mean, it wasn't three days, it was a full week, but it did come back to life. 
But still, that's because you didn't trot. You didn't even check after three that's days. That's true. So who knows? Honestly, probably just needed... Anyway. Also, okay, but in lieu of uh, terrible things happening to me, but, but then kind of just being okay, um, Hobbit last night, um, I get back because I was at Pride all this past weekend, um, Minneapolis Pride, and I'm... Hobbit's like freaking out like it was after he already ate he's like freaking out and like really super agitated and he's like cleaning himself like aggressively in his privates and i like look at his urine in his um uh in his uh, litter box and i see crystals and for those that don't know there's a tradition especially in male cats where crystals can form in their urethra and in their bladder and it can very quickly become very bad um, my sister lost a cat this way. I have a friend who has a cat with the same condition. So I was like, uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> called the emergency vet. Um, and the soonest they could get me in was this morning. So I'm, like, bawling. <laughs> like, I'm so upset. <laughs> like, uh, my, my cousin, like, talked me down. Um, you know, I took the sample out of the kit, the litter box and, like, bagged it up. Um, brought him in. They took him in. They did a... Um, what is it called? Where they look at your tummy. An ultrasound. Yeah, they, did a, they did an ultrasound, and they got a, a, a like a, a sterile like urine sample. So they got a little poked. Uh, he's fine. Oh. Absolutely fine. Nothing wrong with him at all. Um. <laughs> so I thought it, like worst case like worst case scenario it was the crystals like like most likely it was like UTI because he's so bad at cleaning up after himself um but in reality mm-hmm. I think he was probably just agitated because I've been gone a lot this past month um but oh yeah he did gain a pound after never ever leaving him no uh now he's on a diet so oh yeah but I think he's okay I don't really know what it's up but we're like you know we're gonna keep a close eye on him to make sure so yeah, uh, a yeah. Mi- emergency vet bill was cool, but um, I'll take it. Yeah, you'll take it for that boy. Yeah. Should we like mention like the U.S. right now? <sighs> it's awful. Yeah, I just want to say Depressing. if you have a uterus and you live in the U.S. I did Sorry. share some resources on our Twitter and Instagram. I don't think on our Instagram anymore um, since I just put on the story. But there are resources out there if you are concerned. And just know mm-hmm. it's not over till it's over, which sounds fake, but it's all we got, bro. It's all we got. Um, yes, apparently we don't have rights. Yeah. <clears throat> But yeah, okay, let's talk about. Uh, did you read anything? Yes, actually. Um, I got my copy. I pre-ordered this actually of Little Tunnies, Little Tunnies, T U N N Y, apostrophe S, Snail Diaries, done by Grace Gogarden. Oh. Um, and I'm I've been a huge fan of them. Uh, I follow them on, uh, like Tumblr and like Instagram for years now. Um, and they. Yeah. Uh, just recently got their book published through Silver Sprocket, the um, printing press I've uh, talked about earlier. Um, and this is yeah. such a like, cool collection 
of like diary comics. But what I, what the sickest part about it, and we're just doing a little bit of ASMR right now. It comes in a locked diary. It has a lock and key. Like it's like. That's so cute. It's so cute. I'm so obsessed. It was so good. Like a lot, some of the comics um, have been posted on like their like social media before, but uh, there were new ones in between. So oh. it was, it, and it's just like such a cool book to have. And honestly, it was, it was only $25, which I think for this sort of like presentation, like, yeah, like, holy crap. I just like it a lot nice. and I can't get over the fact that it has a lock and key. Um, it's, it's so smart. <laughs> it's like, I'm mad. No one else. I'm like mad. I didn't think of it first. Um, but like also like, so impressed. I love it so much. Like not just because of this part, but also it's a very good collection of comics. Um, but yeah, follow little Tunny, um, on, I believe they're on Instagram, TikTok, etc. They're a great creator with some really cute pets. Um, so Maureen, have you read anything? Yeah. You know, on my plane ride back, I was going to take, uh, cat notes, but instead I read an entire novel. Oh, cool. So that's a good, no, that's awesome. I read, no, no, it was good. It was very good. It was intense. Um, I read I Am Margaret Moore by Hannah Kappen. Okay. And I really liked her her debut novel, Foul is Fair, which has been renamed Beware Golden Boys or Golden Boys Beware. I don't know why. I kind of want to look into that. But is it like a, they renamed the book. Was it like supposed to be a one-off and it became a series maybe? No. Oh. Maybe like there was some copyright thing. Maybe. I'll look into it for my own curiosity, but I really, um, really loved that one, and this one was also good. Um, her writing is, is very unique prose, um, very compelling. This one's kind of like a mystery. So it's about these girls who are at a military summer camp, and, uh, something happened last summer, and we kind of us as readers kind of slowly figure out what that was. Uh-oh. Um, it was very, it was, it was pretty gripping. I mean, you know, it kept me reading for my whole flight. There were a couple times where I almost put it down to like do other things. I'm like, I'm actually gonna no, I actually, I don't know what happens next. But, uh, I don't know what happens next. <laughs> Hannah Campen does these really great like female friendships, like these mm-hmm. feral, undying female friendships. That's how I think all that are just all friendships between women and spit being. Well, yeah, and so it's just, you know, like young girls in these friendships that are their whole life. Mm. And it's she just does it amazingly and it's just always like in her first book, she actually had a second book that I have not read that I really want to read. Um and then this one, her third one, I Am Margaret Moore, was, you know, again, just girls loving and supporting each other. Mm. We love to see it. Because I'm Ember Heart. I'm Tangletongue. And this is Warrior Cats. What is that? we're not in the same room they don't know how tricksy you are how absolutely unhinged like people get on me for interrupting you and you just do the unmost unhinged stuff 
<laughs> I'm like trying to keep. She's she's. I'm playing checkers because I'm just a dumb dumb who isn't good at sometimes at active listening, and Marine's over here playing chess and committing like vocal war crimes on me. <laughs> yes. Okay. Oh man. Last episode feels like years ago. Oh, but how could we forget oh, goodness, we were right? on Boy Island for so... We actually weren't <laughs> on Boy Island, like, at all. Um, I just got really stuck on Boy Island. But basically, um, we all knew this was happening. Uh, Squirrel Flight was right all along. Um, and it's been... Oh, man. Uh-oh. My, my half-evil brother is actually a half-evil... He's actually evil... Um, I probably should have gone to bat for him super hard because I find out that he's literally trying to attempt a coup um, with this other yeah. guy who rightfully, like, to be fair, they haven't really, they didn't really provide um, Mudclaw, like, a lot of options. Like, there wasn't, like, a, no. there wasn't, like, a complaint desk. Like, there wasn't, like, a union um, like, he couldn't find a lawyer be like, I was unjustly fired. Um. Yeah. And yeah, there are no, uh, workers' rights lawyers for Mudclaw. I feel like if I went to a lawyer and said, I was supposed to get a position, like, I have it in writing, I was supposed to get this position, God said so, <laughs> but then my boss died, and during, on his deathbed, he... Uh, was like actually Jacob from accounting gets it, um, but he only told Jacob from accounting and his friend Frank, who like doesn't even work here. Yeah, like like I don't know, like Frank and him are on a softball team together. Like it's like they have a they have a historic friendship that you there's evidence on their Facebook profile and on their Instagrams that these two are friends, and I'm just supposed to take Frank and Jacob's word for it. And also a 12-year-old they invited for some reason. <laughs> um, just kidding. It was the intern. Yeah, the intern. Who for some reason Frank's thinks intern. that he should be the next boss. Yeah. it was. It's actually really weird, the whole thing. Frank's intern's, like, kind of weird. He really... He, he mumbles to himself a lot. Anyway. Um, like, I... Mudclaw, I guess, like... It's sad that Mudclaw's gonna is gonna lose this because he decided to side with um with Hawkfrost. If if he had gone with like anyone else, I mean, I would have respected it. Yeah, like if he had gotten like if he had influenced Leopard Star. Oh no, like, she's oh, we're too doing easy. This again. <laughs> no, I know. I I would have been a little disappointed, but if he had gotten like the Shadow Clan, it'd be like ah, classic, yeah, classic move. So I guess points for originality to Mudclaw, because really, what other option did he have? Uh, Hawkfrost on the other side, he can go eat dirt. Like, I, like, come on, you all heard the song last time, so. You do not respect that man. I don't respect him. I barely respect his half-brother. Why would I respect him? <laughs> um, so now we're literally, um. I don't even know whose camp we're outside. I think we were in Wind Clan. We're in the Wind Clan Being camp. like, hey, well, oh, oh, yeah. We were going to go to Wind Clan, and we're like, wait a minute. Guys, wait a minute. We're not friends anymore. <laughs> this looks bad. <laughs> like, this looks bad if we're all, like, this would have been appropriate if we were all starving and, like, the world was falling down around us. Now that we're all not so much starving and we're in new places, 
this is kind of a bad look. But then, so, then we got a whip that of that moment, hawk stank. Yeah. And we kind of, I feel like we kind of just fell into this battle. It's kind of funny because usually, like, when there's a battle, there's kind of, like, a little bit of a preamble. Like, we kind of know what's going to happen. Like, someone said something and someone said something else. And it's like, oh, there's going to be a battle. Oh, we're going to be on those rocks yelling at each other. Is Wind Clan the new Sunning Rocks? Is this going to be ongoing? Oh, like, Wind Clan? Is, like, what is, One Whisker doesn't have lives yet, so he's got to go now. Like, he's got to get... We should seek one whisker out. Run to that pool. And just just run to the pool. Um, pool party time. Don't go to Boy Island. They don't have a pool there. <laughs> They'll lie, they lie about it. There's no pool at Boy Island. There's no pool at Boy Island, even though you're, it's like the one place you would think there should be a pool. Um, okay, so right. we're, we're, we're fighting. We're in the midst of battle, and Brambleclaw thinks that there's too many, and they're losing. But fear gives him new strength. Oh. Yay. He drives off his attacker. Oh, he hears a distant yowl and recognizes squirrel flight. The moonlight shows her racing at the top of the hollow, Thornclaw and Ashfur beside her. So Oh beautiful. Yes. <laughs> Your girlfriend can never uh leave well enough alone, and that's why you don't deserve her. Right, your ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Let's not get it Let's twisted. Let's not get it twisted. But is she ever more attractive than she is yelling a war cry and streaking down a hill in the rain? No. Brimbleclaw is not Firestar's, like, actual son, but I think he did inherit, like, a type from him. Probably. M- like, murder women. Yeah. I think all male warriors... And, and a lot of the female warriors, to be fair, like just they love a murder woman. Yeah, hard to hard to say no that in an atheist. Oh, just like something original, you know? Yeah. Or I think if they are the murder woman, like Dust Pelt, definitely I'd categorize Dust Pelt as a murder boy, and he's just got the softest wife, the softest yeah. sweetest wife, who will throw down. Oh, obviously, can you imagine. Yeah, can you imagine her... Because she's murdered. <laughs> like, you know she has. Oh, yeah. But, like, imagine her angry. That's what he loves. Like, mm-hmm. Actually, I think they thrive off of it. Because I've said it before, like, that one time Dustpelt uh, scared off that fox. She was like... <gasps> oh. Alright. Only a flash of Firestar's flame-colored pelt was visible beneath Mudclaw and Webfoot. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> but he's... How many lives do we got in you? Five? Four? We're getting down to getting down to low, or maybe we should get him. I think he's got. I want to say he's got six or seven. Oh, because we. Uh, uh, You you probably know better than I do because this is all when the timelines kind of wonked because we have some rewritings in between here. There definitely is a continuity error within this arc where you know it says he has a certain amount, but then they have him lose one in Firestar's quest, so. That's one of those continuity error, continuity errors that doesn't bother me as much, because I can understand wanting to rewrite how many lives he has left. Yeah. Versus just forgetting a whole relative. Like, that's like a plot point you introduced. <laughs> that, like, that's a, like, that's a, that's a thematic thing, like, ooh, that's our rules, we can kind of mess with it. Um, family branches, however, that's 
in that is overall understood. Yeah. People know when you're marrying a cousin. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, and no matter where it is. Before Brambleclaw can reach him, Squirrelflight flung herself into battle with a screech of fury. That's my dada. Nobody messes with her dad. Webfoot fled, and Mudclaw turns to face her. <laughs> Webfoot, he's like, I don't want that. <laughs> I actually want to I live. I want to live. I, I don't have, like, I don't have these extra lives. I, she is scary. Squirrelflight rears up to attack him with her claws, and Mudclaw tries to plunge his teeth into her throat. Brambleclaw flings himself towards Firestar, relieved to see his leader pull himself to his paws and leap back into battle. One of his flanks dripped with blood, but it didn't seem to slow Firestar down. Brambleclaw whirls around to throw himself into the fight against Mudclaw, but he and Squirrelflight had disappeared among the fighting cats. Hmm. Brambleclaw finds himself fighting flank to flank with Crowfeather. Their movements were strong and well-matched after many moons of journeying together. Mistyfoot and Sandstorm are close by, fighting two RiverClan warriors. We make more sense for you two to date than you and Leaf, Leaf, oh, Leaf Pool, right? Yeah. Like, I suppose history doesn't equal chemistry, but God. <laughs> Brambleclaw spots Squirrelflight again, now locked in battle with Nightcloud. She's bleeding, but her teeth are fastened into Nightcloud's scruff as she battered her with her hind paws. Brambleclaw leaps to help, but Nightcloud tears herself free and flees. Nightcloud is a WindClan warrior. Even Nightcloud. Like, cool cool name, McCoolson. It's like, I'm gonna die. This, this woman wants blood. Yeah. Brambleclaw asks Squirrelflight what she's doing here. There wasn't a sniff of trouble by the Shadow Clan border, so they came here in case they were needed. Brambleclaw says he's glad that she did. And Squirrelflight asks why they're standing around wasting time talking about it then. Uh, oh. Uh, right, you don't like me anymore. <laughs> side by side, they hurl themselves at two Shadow Clan warriors. They attack on each flank. Oh? Nice move, Squirrelflight tells Brambleclaw as she clawed her enemy's ear. A bolt of pure energy slams through Brambleclaw. <laughs> he did not deserve that compliment, but wow. <laughs> she thinks I'm what cute. She, like, what a difference. She's like, this boy loves his words of affirmation. I know his love language. It is words of affirmation. Mine's quality time, but... Mine's guess I gotta... mine's quality time and not having an evil brother. Yeah, that you hang out with. <laughs> that that's a little that's a that's a high level of the yeah. fun. You get to pay extra yeah. for that. You can't just take a free online quiz. <laughs> he meets her shining, breathless gaze. It doesn't last. What? What song would you play? On the background of that slow motion moment. I'm feeling, I don't want to wait. No, it's got to be something a little more hardcore. I cannot on the spot. A little more Avril? Maybe your Florence. Oh. Oh, say less. (gasps) 
It would be no light. Ah. Uh. Oh, no light, no light. Are you kidding me? There you go. I can pull a ceremonials reference out. Don't you guys worry. <laughs> I'm a Florence Stan. You guys don't know this about me. It's anyway. Yeah. The Shadow Clan's cats push apart. Brambleclaw dodges around them as they flee, and Squirrelflight streaks after them. A heartbeat later, he loses sight of her. Brambleclaw. Shadow Clan retreating. Is Shadowclan retreating? At least a couple of them. Oh. Brambleclaw looks around. Cats before him part to view, uh, to reveal a huge tabby with powerful shoulders padding towards him. <laughs> we just call him by his name! Brambleclaw looks up to meet his brother's eyes. Hawkfrost's expression is unreadable. A gray cat sends Brambleclaw crashing to the ground. He shakes off the attacker and looks to see Hawkfrost fighting a WindClan warrior. Then he loses sight of him. Thornclaw and Dustpelt appear beside Brambleclaw, and together they thrust the invaders back, paw step by paw step. The battle had turned. They're forcing the attackers up the slope and out of camp. A flash of lightning bathes the moor in an eerie yellow light. Mudclaw and Hawkfrost are facing each other on the crest of the hill. Rain falls hard and fast. Oh, well. Um, I was actually going to correct myself. It wouldn't be no light, no light. It would be breath of life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The one that she did for uh, Snow White and the Huntsman. Mm. Yeah. She always goes, like, harder than she needs to for, like, the ones that end up in movies. Like, that Cruella DeVille song, like, didn't have to be so good, but it was, like. <laughs> but thank, thank goodness for it. Yeah. Alright. Enough, en uh, uh, enough, uh, it's a, it's a lot, it, it, it's good fodder for the maps that everyone makes for them, I'm sure. Yes. So the rain falls hard and fast. As if the breaking storm was a signal, Mudclaw let out a yowl and fled. Hawkfrost was hard on his paws. Two ShadowClan warriors broke in the opposite direction towards ThunderClan camp. Crowfeather races what? to Brambleclaw's side. He looked to him questioningly, as if waiting for an order. Go after them, Brambleclaw gasps, jerking his head towards <laughs> the fleeing ShadowClan cats. Crowfeather, used to following Brambleclaw's orders, took off after them and into the darkness. That's... Point. point. Yeah. Uh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me find my... Oh, I just had it. Oh, here we go. I mean, to be fair, it would be like... So, like, such weird overkill for him to be like, Why should I listen to you in, like, the heat of a battle? Yeah. But... I think we can give him a point because it shows that he does still have, like, a sense of trust for his, for his friend. Yeah, yeah. Or his companion. Uh, but am I following this correctly? Like, Hawkfrost yowled and then, like, they scattered and, like, some of them are going after ThunderClan? Um, it seems more like, uh, to get back to ShadowClan, you need to go through ThunderClan. Okay, I was just like, wait, this is a more complex setup than I gave them credit for. I didn't think 
we were going to be battling and then there would be like mini attacks. Uh, no. It makes more sense that he's like, ah, ah, guys, we're routed. Which I didn't think they were really losing to that also. They they turned they turned the tide would... with Squirrel Flight showing up. True. She's a game changer. I would, you, yeah, like three guys ran away just looking at her, so there were probably some nameless extras that also turned tail and ran. Oh, I'm sure. Just, they didn't even have to engage. Oh, yeah. Well, I would just um, like you to know cool. that uh, Crowfeather has a uh, positive five right now. Ooh, okay. Started at zero. Had a positive five. <laughs> No, he's he started at negative one. Remember? Oh, he started at zero, and then you gave him negative one right away. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you know what? He's done really well. Yeah. He's about to lose. I think if the storyline keeps going where I think it is, he's about to lose like a lot of points real fast. Yeah, we'll see how he fares by the end of this episode. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Brambleclaw tears after Mudclaw. The former WindClan deputy had betrayed his clan and tried to kill his own leader. Brambleclaw didn't want any cat but him to know the triumph of sinking his teeth into Mudclaw's throat. Which, bro, this isn't your fight, but okay. I mean, he's just he's just kind of like dramatic, like that. <sighs> yeah, and I guess it's kind of you know that's kind of what his dad tried to do, so. He's like, oh, you brought up my past. Oh, yeah. It's not even your past, man. You were you were barely alive for this. Oh, but it matters a lot to me. Well, he doesn't stop to ask himself what he'd do if he had to face Hawk Frost. Um, we, maybe we should examine that. Like, I don't want to go. <laughs> like, you know, in like therapy. There's that, like, there's, like, those five-minute, like, right at the end of a session. Like, there's this thing in therapy where, like, right at the end of the session, a client will wait. I know this because I've done it. A client will wait to, like, bring up something, like, real deep, like, you want to get into. <laughs> like, in the last five minutes so that they, they have an escape. Like, they'll just be chatting. Just shooting. Just, like, you know, chilling. Yeah. And then right at the five minutes, they'll be like... I don't think I've resolved the issues uh, of the trauma of having my father be a terrible um, betrayer of all that I've known and grown to love. And people, I'm afraid that people will see that in me. And now that I see my half brother um, getting so far and then doing the same thing my dad did, um, it makes me think I might be doomed to follow that same path. Okay, I'll see you next Thursday. Like, he's (laughs) trying, like... No, Brambleclaw, actually think about it. Like, think about what it would be like to fight him. Because maybe, just maybe, you need to examine this. Yeah, like, maybe you're chasing him and you were just on the opposite sides of a battle. And you're going after him, bro. Like, why does this feel different than when you end up in a different side of the battle of your sister? Which hasn't really happened. But, like, why does it feel different? Yeah. Do you want to, do we want to maybe... I am just begging him for, like, just, like, a couple minutes of, like, um, just a little bit little introspection. of, like, self-reflection. Yeah. When he's not angry. Yes. Because he does it a lot when he's upset. 
And that's an easy way to spiral and get into a negative headspace. I need him to do it. Well, maybe not after a bloodthirsty battle. Maybe it's not the right time. Yeah, yeah. I think we need to... Have a nice calm someone day. Give him a, someone give him like a five minute or maybe like a half an hour of break time. Just get, let him organize the herbs in the new like medicine cat den and just like let, give him some time to think. Yes, <laughs> zen time. Please. So go gather some moss. Brambleclaw needs to do yoga. Not... <laughs> he needs to meditate. Yeah. Uh, okay. Or journal. They can't write. God, oh. I wish someone in this clan could write. Alright, you want to hit me with a cat fact? Yes. I don't know why I said it like that. Hmm. Um, Return to farm, guys. We're going to be talking about cat memes. That's right. So, disclaimer, once again, uh, when we're talking about internet culture, especially early internet... I need you all to know that we're not condoning or endorsing where some of these memes arose from or where they ended up. Some of these websites, origins, etc. are ableist, racist, and just generally not great places to be or have been. I'll do my best to call it out when it's known in my research, but understand that often history is well hidden or downplayed, and I'm just reporting, not endorsing. Guess what cat meme we're doing today? Do you want to guess? Uh, um, 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 wait. Do you want a hint? Is it the sad one? No. Oh. Give me a hint. Here's the hint. It kind of fits with what we talked about last episode. Which wasn't a cat fact. It was in the same vein. What have you experienced? Well, it's a performing cat. We're going to oh, talk about okay. keyboard cat. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, folks, I want to take you on a mental journey. Close your eyes. It's 2007. If you were just born then, just deal with it. Just pretend. It's 2007. It's 2007. A friend is like, OMG, I love keyboard cat. Lulz. And you're like, huh? Who? They're like, OMG, LOLs. Do you not know keyboard cat? And you go into the, like, shared office room or like the computer room um whatever room that was assigned to you go to the shared computer and like it takes 20 minutes to boot up because you probably still have dial up um 2007 was not dial up i guess you could i hope no one's on the phone some people still i guess yes some people did they pull up a video that's gonna change your life this video is an orange tabby in a baby blue shirt jamming on the keyboard it is sick it is simple it's funny it's a little bit ridiculous it's perfect internet like media like encapsulated yes it's it's this cat just playing a ditty it's perfect it's so good um i got to watch it like five times when i was researching i'm so happy for you um so keyboard cat rose to fame on the early internet uh being combined with like fail videos and the phrase play them off keyboard cat and like so kind of like in a vaudeville show like someone would get like pulled off yeah. the stage when they're like this, when so like a fail video someone falls off their bike and they're like ha play them off keyboard cat so then keyboard cat would pop up and play them off hilarious Perfect. that was inter early internet um wh- where where did it all start though um, like, the meme grew to such great proportions that there was a pistachio commercial 
like featuring the character and i did mean character of keyboard cat more on that later um and and like mainstream media cover like it was on like jimmy fallon or some other late night show um where did it all start well it it started with charles schmidt um he is an artist uh from spokane washington um and we're actually gonna go all the way back to 1984 uh schmidt was hanging out in his freezing apartment with his roommates uh one day and whilst messing around with a camcorder um Schmidt was struck by inspiration when he noticed his cat named Fatso snoozing by the keyboard. Um, and apparently Fatso, she was a very chill cat. Uh, she allowed Schmidt to dress her in a baby, like a children's infant's blue t-shirt, um, which conveniently covered, uh, his hands, propping her up and manipulating her playing the keyboard. Um, a quick ditty that Schmidt uh, pre-recorded and only took two attempts to record the video. And uh, Schmidt is actually quoted to say that Fatso knew she nailed it. Like, she yeah. was aware. Um, they just, like, made a bunch of, like, short, funny little videos. And um, he just had those for a while. Um, and it ended up being a fun afternoon memorializing a beloved cat, Fatso, the original keyboard cat. Um, actually passed away not too long after that in 1987. She was around 9 to 10 years old. Um, however, Schmidt maintained his video collection, digitizing them in 1998 as he wanted to share the video um, with his then-toddler daughter. She loved the keyboard cat video and knowing that constantly rewinding the film would eventually damage it, uh, Schmidt invested in technology to be able to preserve uh, that video along with his other ones, which oh. conveniently... He uploaded onto YouTube in huh. 2007. Thank so you. Not only Keyboard Cat, but some of his early works. Because he, he was like, he starred in some, he like traveled and like did studied abroad in Japan. It was in some like low budget like commercials because white guy in Japan goes out for a thing. They're like, put him in a commercial. <sighs> Perfect. Um, so any like, you know, he's, he's a perform. he's done some like performance art, like different like television appearances so he's like videotaped and uh, captured a lot of his life. Um, so in 2007, Schmidt uploads his collection onto YouTube, onto YouTube, YouTube? titling the video originally as Cool Cat. <laughs> um, and the rest is viral. Uh, I-, I know what you're asking. Um, okay, so the original keyboard cat passed away in 1987. How then was there new and like not like it like high def videos still being made today if you go to uh schmidt's youtube channel there's still like there's new videos of keyboard cat well that's because after hitting it big online in 2009 uh charles schmidt actually adopted a similar orange tabby named bento um who went on to act in many notable recreations and provided folks a chance to meet keyboard cat in real life um bento is actually the one who acted in the pistachio commercial and a lot of like um late night television spirit uh, like uh appearances that is bento uh, who was keyboard cat um schmidt also adopted another orange tabby named skinny in 2010 which uh she was named after fatso's sister (laughs) apparently (laughs) um and uh 
who Skinny eventually took on the keyboard cat mantle when Bento sadly passed away in 2018. Um, at first Schmidt wasn't, un- wasn't sure if he would like ha- do another keyboard cat, like continue it on. Yeah. But Skinny seemed to have taken to the role well. Schmidt, uh, noted that it takes time for cats to acclimate to getting all this attention, yeah. uh, like from humans and patience is key when dealing with performing cats, which we know. We experience true. live. Which especially I, I don't know. He doesn't, uh, Schmidt doesn't talk too much, at least not that I found, about like training these cats so it must just be kind of like exposure like slowly introducing them yeah uh uh, skinny the current the current um keyboard cat was actually there when bento like was doing the like pistachio commercial so they like skinny was around and like kind of learning from bento Uh um and uh Schmidt is still an active artist. He did do some NFT stuff, but that's okay. I mean, some people make a living, I guess. I mean, it's not okay, but it's like, eh. I don't know the guy personally, so I can't be like, hey, don't do this. But I can say, hey, don't do this on my podcast. Hey, don't do um, that. Um, but, yeah. yeah. Hey, don't do that. Um, I, like, on the Wikipedia page, it wasn't, like, credited. But they said his, like, YouTube channel got, like, hacked in, like, the cryptocurrency thing. But I couldn't find anything else about that. Weird. And it wasn't, like, credited on Wikipedia, so I was like, okay. Then I go to his website, and he's, like, selling NFTs. So I'm like, okay, I don't know what's happening here. So everything up to 2020, I know what's happening. <laughs> I, uh, anything more recent, I don't know what's going on with him, um, other than Skinny is still performing as Keyboard Cat, which I like. I like Keyboard Cat. Um, apparently keyboard cat, uh, did some busking to help raise some money. Um, like performed outside with a bunch of other performance artists. So, um, Skinny seems to be taking on the role of keyboard cat very well. What a wonderful thing to come out of Spokane. Yeah. Uh, Especially since like the original (laughs) video, if you like, you can tell it's like from, like, it reminds me a lot of like, uh. America's funniest home yeah, videos. Yeah, your old your old home videos. It's it's very much that and uh very charming. Charles Schmidt, he recorded like a bunch of different stuff. He like not just camcorder stuff, but a lot of it he did digitize. So if you go down the rabbit hole of his YouTube channel, you can find like a bunch of his like early skits. Um, <sighs> and the one that hit it big was the keyboard cat. Yeah. Um cuz we love cats. So and we love uh, a talented cat. Anything a toddler thinks is funny um, and it involves a cat, it's probably going to be good. It's probably pretty good. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Speaking of toddlers and cats, let's deal with our emotions like adults. Or Nah. Leafpool is sheltered under some thorn bushes at the top of the hollow as it rained. Did her sister bring her with her? No, no. She's at um above the ThunderClan camp. Oh, oh, I was, like, thinking, she should say, hey, come with me. People might get hurt, like, this sort of situation. Oh, no. Like, she's a battle medic. Cloudtail. This makes more sense. Yeah, no, Cloudtail had posted sentries around the hollow, and Leafpool had volunteered to give an early warning if she heard invaders. Good job, Cloudtail. Well, she was, and Leafpool's trained to fight, and she'd use everything she learned to defend her new home. But so far, all was quiet apart from the storm. 
soon she There's could. There's a storm. How dramatic! Right. I'm sorry. Oh my god, I just realized why I hate this. Yeah. I hate Jane Eyre. This is what this reminds me of. Yeah. I'm sorry. All like all the important like romantic scenes in that book happen like when there's a storm. So that like line hit me like a brick cuz huh. I I have a lot of issues with Jane Eyre. Yeah. Um I understand like a lot of people it's their favorite classic. I however don't care how burnt he got in a fire. There's no excuse to like forgive a dude who willingly locked his first wife in an attic for many years spoilers it's a 200 year old novel but like just oh i oh no crowfeathers rochester (laughs) except his first wife is not like you know locked in up up in his attic he he has her locked in his heart she fell out of the attic and he genuinely like rochester i don't think ever genuinely i don't know it's debatable whether he actually loved his first wife or not or rather than just being enamored Crowfeather actually did love, uh, yes, Feather Tail. Okay, sorry. I, oh my God. G- Leaf Pool, girly, you're Jane. You got to get out of there. I know that you are just a nanny, and this you don't think you're a governess, and you don't think your lot in life is gonna get better than this, honey. It sure dang can't get. It sure dang can't get worse. Let's not settle for Rochester. Let's go. The house is on fire because he did not deal with the woman he kept trapped upstairs and she started a fire. This is what happens. Soon she can hear cats fast approaching. She thinks it could be ThunderClan <clears throat> returning. I love that these ShadowClan cats can't think of a better way to go around. They don't, they don't know where the camp is. You think they would have reviewed it a couple times? No, they, they're they not allowed in this area. They're about to fall down a big hole. Oh my god, this is actually a great... We should make... We should disguise our giant pit. Let's make it bigger. <laughs> Get the bulldozer, Cloudtail. We're making this pit bigger. We're, we're about to turn into... We're not the cave-dwelling cats. We're the pit cats. Welcome to the pit. You fell in. You're about to have a bad time because we forgot how to climb out and we have to eat you. <laughs> Christ. Alright, so she thinks it could be ThunderClan. Surprise, it's ShadowClan. So, <laughs> I just want them to fall in the pit so bad. <laughs> she springs to... Why? Because <laughs> it's just be funny. I like It's happened to all the main characters at this point. Like, in a funny, haha, oh, wow. It'd be so funny in a battle scenario before they find out that ThunderClan decided to make their new camp in a literal hole. It'd be so funny that at least one of the the other, like, clans falls at least once. Like, just as a treat. It doesn't, like, need to... They don't even need to get hurt. I just kind of want them to be kind of dazed. To be like, why did you guys pick a hole? <laughs> Well, she's... Yeah, ThunderClan's called that because they echo every time they talk. Because they live in a hole. This is, like, going to be so confusing because we don't write down our history. Why do we call it ThunderClan? Haha, <laughs> we picked the hole. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, she springs to her feet to shout a warning. But before she can make a sound, two cats break from the undergrowth straight at her. They shove her backwards oh. into the brush. 
at the edge of the cliff. I, I don't think they... No, they don't know what's happening. Leafpool feels the thorns give way. No! Uh-oh. She gasps. Her warning is too late. The intruders crash past her and fell into the camp. <laughs> yeah! I mean, it sucks that Leafpool had to go with them, but I am glad that they did that. Well, Leafpool manages to grab onto the edge of the rock, her hind paws scrambling. She can't get a grip to haul herself back to safety. She hears a noise above her, afraid it's another Shadow Clan cat coming to finish her off. Oh god, no, it's a stupid plot point. No, it's Crowfeather. Yep. He gazes down with eyes wide in horror. Crowfeather, Leafpool hisses, careful not to make any movement that could send her plummeting into the camp. Crowfeather, help me! Crowfeather doesn't move. Are you kidding me? Leafpaw feels... Or pool. Leafpool feels her claws begin to slip. Crowfeather, she begs, I'm going to fall! Crowfeather stood as if frozen. A hoarse whisper came from him. His gaze was blank. He's not talking to her at all. No! Feathertail. No! I'm so sorry. It was all my fault. I shouldn't have let you fall. Leafpool tells him it wasn't his fault. Help me, please, Crowfeather. Okay, okay. Okay, you're having a mental breakdown right now. Um, okay, I will use my de-escalation skills. Um, (laughs) I am gonna die, though. If you don't help me. History will repeat itself if you don't help me. I know this is very traumatic and it's not funny. It's not funny. It's like kind of funny in a cosmic way, but you do actually have to help me up. Her claws slip more. There's nothing to grip. Crowfeather takes a slow pace forward and leans over. Leafpool gasps as her claws give way. But in the same heartbeat, there are teeth fastened in her scruff. For a moment, they both teeter over the edge of the cliff. His weight slides towards her. But Crowfeather heaves backwards, scrambling hard, and hauls Leafpool up over the edge. Leafpool rests her cheek against solid ground. She knows she had been (laughs) moments away from falling to her death. Hey, wow, okay, good job. I think, um... I think we need a therapist. Like, <laughs> we need cat therapists. Listen, you've been through a lot. But when it comes to times of crisis, you can't just like break off and start talking to your dead girlfriend. It's, I understand. I understand it was highly traumatic. I don't want to downplay your suffering. Um,. That was a little close, though. I did not like having to roleplay dead GF to get you to save my life. Though he did do it. And I actually don't want to like, give him points either way because... That's rough. It's a very rough situation, especially to see someone... He he hasn't like hasn't really developed a relationship, but someone he obviously has some sort of connection with end up in the same very scary and similar situation. Yeah. I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna blame him. Yeah. For how he reacted. Because that's, I think, a reaction in someone in, like, a similar situation. It's very, it's not, like, reasonable. It's understandable, though. 
Crowfeather lay beside her, his flanks heaving. Their eyes met. Leafpool can't look away. Thank you, oh. she mews. I did it, Crowfeather whispered. I saved you. The air between them crackled. Right, and my like name is lightning. Leafpool. <laughs> yeah. I just want to, like, I am Leafpool. I know that was, like, I, I kind of played into it right there in that heat of the moment because I was about to die. Um, but I do want to establish I am a different person. Leafpool tries to lighten the mood. Huh. <laughs> no, God damn it! Sorry. No. Not with... Sometimes she's just, like, too much like her dad. Well, she must be the last cat he wanted to save. Huh. Huh. Oh. Ooh. Crowfeather asks if that's what she thinks. And his eyes burn into her. Doesn't she know how he feels about her? How what? Much she, how much he hates himself for feeling this way about another cat so soon after Feathertail's death? I loved oh. her. I really did. How can I love you Honey. too? Okay. Okay. This is going to sound more generous than you guys might expect. But let's put it in perspective. He is like a freshly young adult young man. Yes. Like, I would say he's not quite, like, in the scale of maturity, I'd say he's like 17, 18. Okay. Is that, is that like somewhat accurate? Sure, sure. Go with it. And he just fell in love for the first time in very extraordinary circumstances. Yeah. And then she died. Like. Yeah. That's rough. Like, they literally, like, got to the point of their relationship where they're like, wow, I really care for this person. Like, I love this person. And then, and then she died. Yeah. He didn't really get a lot of time to mourn. <laughs> just, like, a lot of stuff was going on. Yeah. He's hormonal. He's a young man. I wouldn't call it love, <laughs> but we are in a YA book. Um, I see my problem. This is my problem in a lot of romance media is they really throw out the "I love you" so soon, like so soon. Like you guys, you know, I just want everyone to know you can just say "I like you," "I'm attracted to you." You don't have to say "I love you" because it doesn't. It has, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't, I think he's wrong. I don't think this is love. I think he's attracted to her. And he, that's like, I think that's like what he feels bad about. Like he feels bad that he can feel, still feel attraction. That's fair. Like, cause I wouldn't say like he spent like less time than Firestar and Spotted Leaf spent together. He has spent with Leaf Pool. That spent, is like, correct. He's spent like a, a total of like one afternoon with her. Um which like we've seen like it, it it's not like the the warrior cat culture is like uber Victorian and like they go on like chaperone dates. Like people kinda like know each other for a while and like then they like kinda hang out and like like you compare yeah. this relationship progress to um sorrel tail yep yep and brackenfur and brackenfur and it's kind of like 
those two are just like getting like hey like they just started like 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 nesting together like now they would say they love each other yeah after i i think it it's not the right thing to say and i'm very worried about how our girl is about to respond um because he also kind of ignored the fact that uh she's a medicine cat <laughs> apprentice um it's not all about you dude yeah like thanks for putting that on her someone who like is sworn to be like a single her whole life we could have just kept some thoughts in our head um wow this is complex because i i actually genuinely feel bad for crow feather right now because yeah. and i feel i feel bad for leaf pool because she she has already taken her vow of celibacy and honestly i think he's projecting on her a lot he sees someone with that same gentle nature that he saw in feathertail and is attracted to her and he's just kind of like literally it just happened we just watched him literally project on her he called her feathertail yeah so it's and it's confusing for her because yeah she took her vow of celibacy and now it's kind of like oh whoa wait Hang on, someone's like, and no one me? told me, like, yeah, like, no one told me someone would confess to me. I thought everyone understood that, like, I was a no-go. Yeah, I'm off limits. She's like, wait, I'm married so, to the Lord? This way? Uh, so, oh, man. Oh, man, this is just gonna be a bummer, Ruski. I thought, I kind of hoped it was gonna be, like, more obnoxious, and I would be more annoyed at it, <laughs> but... I'm just actually no, just very bummed. sad because what I see right now is one, a very broken young man in a vulnerable position and a very um, inexperienced and vulnerable young lady. And they're about to hurt each other real bad, I think. I think neither of them are going to end up in ha- happy at the end of this. I think both of them are about to be, oh, it's not going to be pretty. Uh-oh. I don't want, I don't want Oakheart and... Blue Star Part 2. I didn't think... That ended so bad. That ended real bad. But I also... Oh, God. Lord Jesus. This is not gonna end good. Oh, no. So, to wrap up that rambling, does he love her? Eh. I think he's attracted to her and projecting quite a bit. Um... And I really honestly think Leafpool is attracted to him and is very confused. <laughs> She's like, I I don't know why I thought doing a vow of celibacy would just like... Because they don't really... Like, I mean, I, I've read a little bit about like nuns and priests and when they take that vow of celibacy as, in Catholic terms, not in other terms. Um, and that's like the temptation part of it is something that they're like, they have to deal with. Like they know they're going to feel those things, but I feel like in warrior cats, they kind of like, don't really tell you like, Hey, you're going to still be attracted to people, but well, yeah, especially because it happens when they're like 10 years old where you're like, Hey, do you want to be a doctor nun? It's just like, yeah, that sounds great. I'm 10. I don't like anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Want to know what Leaf Leafpool says? <laughs> uh, can I guess? Sure. 
I want to give three guesses. My okay. first guess is she just goes, huh? Like, what? Like, just, huh? Like, she inappropriate, like, me? Like, kind of reaction of, oh, what? Uh, two, uh, we just go full, like, pedal to the metal. It just groundhog, like, just absolutely bananas. She says, I love you back. Um, like, absolutely she says that i'd be like oh wow maybe they are made for each other they're absolutely both unhinged um three she hits him with oh that's nice um i am a medicine cat um this is something maybe we should talk about um uh also uh two guys just plummeted to maybe their deaths (laughs) and i took a hippocratic oath that i gotta go you know check on that yeah, I gotta, like, actually make sure that their whole bones aren't broken. Um, like, mine almost were, like, your girlfriend's. We should really talk. Like, maybe we should talk, like, in a non-charged, like, not in a, like, less adrenaline pumping. So those are my three. The just, oh, like, she doesn't, she does not react. She just kind of, like, shock. Two, uh, goes for gold and just, she says, I love you back. They end up making out and there's fireworks for some reason. Uh, three, she's like, uh, pause, let's put a pin in this, King. Um, I'm a, I'm a doctor, not a lover, and, like, skedaddles. <laughs> How can you be all right? All right, so here's, here's, here's the reaction. Me, but, <laughs> so we get a me, but, first. So that's your, Huh? You walk okay. in my dreams, Leafpool, Crowfeather whispered. No, Leafpool breathes. He can't love her. She's a medicine cat. Number two. Or no, that was number three. And she yeah. can't and she can't love him, she thinks. But she knows that she does. More than she ever thought possible. And to hear that Crowfeather loved her too was what she had wanted more than anything else. So we just went through all okay. three of those. Guys, you something I think needs to be highlighted more in all youths education is there is a distinct difference between attraction and love. It's that lust um, versus love. Yeah, and it's like a hard thing to tell. But like if someone makes you tingly in your tummy, that doesn't mean they're going to value you as a person and not see you as a redemption arc because you let your girlfriend, or you didn't let her die, but she did die. She died for you. She died protecting you. Yeah. I just, wow. Yeah. It, we really just kind of opened up like a YA novel right there, huh? Like a, um, we, we just kind of pulled, I, I can't be the chosen one. I'm a doctor nun. And he's like, but I do love you. Wow. We're getting both like YA, like Twilight, like all those, um, everything that they're, they're still being published to this day. No harm, no foul. They're fun reads. <laughs> um, but also like Jane Eyre and I'm hating it. I'm hating this. I kind of wish we did have a first wife trapped in the attic who will conveniently burn this place down. But instead we have two very possibly dead Shadow Clan cats in the pit, guys. Would you would you like to find uh, like, out? Can you imagine? I, 
<laughs> they're like having this moment and like i don't know a shadow mcmahon is down there with every single one of his bones broken being like oh wow yeah cool guys um, I'm in so much pain, and there's a kit just, like, sniffing me. Can someone, can a medicine cat maybe help me with all my broken bones? Really good for you, kids. Don't, I can't see because my eyes are full of blood. I can't tell that you're two from two different clans. Um, can someone please help me? Well, would you like to find out what happens to them and finish off the bit of the chapter here? Do yeah, you I what... need to know if okay. these two Shadow Clan cats are good or not. Leafpool, are you there, Leafpool? Cloudtail <clears throat> and Brightheart run up to the side of the hollow, searching for her. There's two dead guys in the pit. What did you do? This is Leaf- the opposite of what you're supposed to do, girl. Leafpool and Crow, Crow- <laughs> Leafpool and Crowfeather scramble to their paws, and Leafpool calls out that she's over here. Cloudtail rushes to her and demands to know if she's okay, and asks I'm so if glad Cloudtail is there. Yeah. I, I'm I'm just glad we got a break from that conversation before she got to speak any of those thoughts out loud. Yes, yeah, same. Like, I know this is going to be a mess. I know it's going to be a mess. But I'm glad it's not quite a mess yet. I'm not ready. Well, Leafful says she's... Fu- oh, oh, oh he, she also, he also asked if Crowfeather is on our side or, or not. Oh, quick, quick, get, get, me caught, get me caught up, girl. Well, Leafpool says she's fine, and Crowfeather is a friend. He was chasing the two ShadowClan warriors. Please don't claw him, Cloudtail. He saved me from falling over the edge. So Cloudtail narrows his eyes and... Alright, good. I see something in his eyes that says I love you in a weird way. You guys need to have more healthy relationships. Like me and my girlfriend. (laughs) Me and my wife have a very good relationship. And then he talks about how... God! Oh yeah, I want you to... Write that one down. No. Don't ever say that to me. Crowfeather asked what happened no! to the Cloudland cats. Are you telling me something happens with Cloudtail and Brave... Or... I was about to call her Braveheart. Oh my gosh. That's absolutely not her name. Can you redeem yourself? No, because I can't remember what it was. Brightheart. Brightheart. Don't tell me they get toxic. No, I wouldn't say toxic, no. They don't get toxic. Don't worry about that. Oh. Okay. So Crowfeather asked what happened to the Shadow Clan cats. They're probably dead, man. They're dead, Brightheart says, joining them. They broke their necks. Okay. Yeah, they're just dead. Why do I speak into existence the stupidest stuff? I don't know. Why do I, every time I make a joke and I'm like, haha, no way, that's actually, no, the pit is real? They broke their necks where they fell was steeper. Oh my steeper. god. We call it Thunderclan because the echoes of your dead body screams. The snapping of your friends necks echo throughout the pit they dug they don't even get oh my god they're they're up in star clan like what i i i fell into a hole a thunder clan hole 
they're like it's not even like a trap they built they just live there <laughs> like these are shadow clan cats like they were like oh they're like oh cool cool they they dug a pit to trap us pretty sick and they're like uh actually they just um, sleep there the clan ghosts are like that's they just live there and they're like don't tell me that please don't tell me that please don't tell me that i can't s- like the other shadow clan cats who all died in like battle in like sick ways like the- even the guy who pooped himself to death is like mm, pretty stupid they fell right outside the elder's den and mouse first just like you know what this makes sense that shadow like oh sorry star clan gives like such bad signs they're all too busy talking about like comparing and ranking how they all died <laughs> Like, the really, for some reason, the really sick ones, um, like Tiger Stars, like Ultra Death, yeah. and um, being murdered by your own mom, for some reason, they're not there. So those always get, like, tossed in at the very last moment. They're like, those don't count, because we don't know why they're not here. <laughs> well, Lethal Shivers, knowing how easily that could have been her neck. Crowfeather- we need, like... This is so dangerous. Why did we pick a dangerous hole? Well, remember, they're going to mark around the edges. Right. It's a good thing that Squirrel Fight um, apparently can actually fly. Yeah. Well, she fell in on the opposite side. Yeah. Oh, so it's the part, like, she fell into the part that has, like, the road. The gentle slope. Uh oh. Or a gentle slope. Yeah. Yeah, there is a sheer drop part. Crowfeather gives her another searching. <laughs> they broke their necks. I'm oh sorry. <laughs> Stop laughing about that. They broke their necks. I, I just, I really didn't expect it. Like, I know how violent it is, but usually it's like during the battles where the where the really violent stuff happens. It's not just. I suppose like just a couple like weeks ago in the timeline, a a, a child did fall down a hill, cliff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me finish this chapter. Yeah, okay. Crowfeather gives her another searching look, then dips his head to Cloudtail. He needs to go. When he left their camp, the fight was breaking up, and One Whisker was still leader of Wind Clan. What about Cloudtail That's... began, but Crowfeather had vanished into the trees. Brightheart <laughs> nudged her mate. They should go back to camp, and hope they don't have any more unexpected visitors. Leafpool stares where Crowfeather had disappeared for a moment. Then she slowly followed Cloudtail and Brightheart. She'd nearly been killed by ShadowClan warriors attacking their camp. Which is a little generous. They accident—they were fleeing and accidentally fell in. But yeah, still. <laughs> I mean, it was still pretty freaky. Yeah, she still almost died. But yeah. she felt as though her paws walked on the wind and her head was full of stars. No, honey, that's adrenaline. That's not... So, this is our penultimate Starlight episode. I can say with confidence, because we have one more chapter left. Who wants to bet that I make the next chapter and take forever? No, I'm sure it it is going to take forever, but there's only one of them, so I think we can do an episode. Okay. (laughs) um wow uh that was nutso bananas uh folks if (laughs) 
if you want to tell me like your opinions on the pit and Jane Eyre, um, then you guys can contact us directly or follow us on social media at WCWITcast on both Twitter and Instagram. Um, we also, I, I don't know if you guys saw, but we got a shout out from AfroCats. They uh, retweeted us, um, quote retweeted us uh, from our tweet uh, about our comment on the show. And they said they might listen to the podcast. So oh my really gosh. Awesome. Wow. Um, I didn't even see that. I've been sick. Yeah. It, I was super busy. It was this past weekend. I haven't like, had a chance to like properly freak out, um, but I will. <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, and if you want to contact us directly, you can do so at WCWITcast at gmail.com. Um, and if you want to help out the podcast, uh, best way to do that is to share it with a friend. Um, you can share this episode and be like, <laughs> Brenda was joking, but like two dudes do just like fall in a pit and break their neck. <laughs> like she was straight up joking about them like actually dying, but it did happen. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, what do you think's gonna happen? Uh, we're gonna end. What what's gonna happen? Are we gonna are we gonna have a funeral for those uh, dead shadow clan cats? Are we gonna finish off our business with Wind Clan? Are we gonna go to Boy Island? I think I think we're gonna forget that those bodies are there um, entirely because the plot's gonna get just go so crazy bananas. <laughs> so, wait, um, somebody's gonna. I think, Someone's got to break those bodies to ShadowClan or something. No, that's a lot of work. Someone's going to go knock on ShadowClan camp's door and say, Hey, um, you dropped something in our camp? No, why would we let ShadowClan know that there's a giant pit they can fall in? This could work again. Um, <laughs> you gotta at least drag them halfway and they'll be like, How did these guys break their necks? And be like, That's a secret we'll never tell. XOXO Gossip Girl. Because I remember heart. <laughs> I'm Tangled Tongue. And this has been Warrior Cats. What is that?